Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat learning session with TBA rabbinic intern Ben Siegel. Just a little bit of background in what we're going to look at today. Um, we just read it actually, so we're skipping ahead from Lech Lecha to Vayera, which we just read. Um, in between uh, what we, it, so trying to rem, I'm guessing, did any of the Minyanim do a full Kriya today? Probably. Any, from, from the second tri, triennial, um, second year triennial reading at least, we skip ahead, we hear about the birth of Yishmael, um, the um, Yishmael is no longer with Avram at that point. Avram becomes Avraham. I'm probably getting things out of order. Um, and Avram, Avraham and Sarah are promised that they'll have a kid. And at the end of last, what we read this morning, um, Avraham circumcises himself um, at God's um, command. And what happens in what we read is um, three guests, the Midrash, three individuals, the Midrash tells us that they're angels um, and that they all have specific purposes. They come and visit Avraham, who's sitting at the opening of his tent, and he welcomes them in. And Sarah's in the back, and he tells Sarah to bake because that's what happened. Um, and um, Sarah's listening into the whole conversation and what um, is going on. And Avraham is promised that he's going to have kids. Not the first time he's promised this. Um, and actually, if you look in earlier parts in last week's Parsha, he's kind of not fully trusting of this every time he hears it either. Uh, but what we read in this week's um, Parsha is Sarah having a similar um, reaction. I'm going to put this out there just if people want to use it. But I'm going to read just so that those on Zoom can listen in. Um, so we're in, I think it was the second or third Aliyah that we read. Um, then one said, uh, this is one of the individuals that came to visit. I will return to you next year and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. Sarah had stopped having the periods of women. And Sarah laughed to herself, saying, Now that I am withered, am I to have enjoyment with my husband so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I in truth bear a child, old as I am? So what's going on here? It's fairly straightforward. Uh, I, was, I was stretching. What did we just read? Oh, um, basically what it says that she was... She's wondering how she could possibly have a child at her age. Yep. So Sarah's kind of incredulous at this idea that she's old. She's, by all accounts, not expecting to be fertile. Right. Um, and she's told that she's going to have a kid. Um, Question? Yes. So why does the text say, <laughs> why does Hashem quote her and misquote her? Um, slightly. And why is it that 
we get all of this uh, commentary from the rabbis and other and the the text itself and Torah itself uh, regarding her laughing at the idea, but God kind of overlooks when Abraham laughs at it in today's in the, in the section that we didn't read today. If we were doing a triennial, but it, I think that's why you asked, did anyone do full Kriya? Yeah, um, it's a little bit of it. Um, we're not going to be dealing as much with the second part. And to be honest, I'm not 100% sure why it is that the rabbis don't like criticizing Abraham as much as they like criticizing Sarah. I have some guesses, but um, it's just um, guesses. Uh, so I'm not really going to focus on that as much. But what I do want to focus on is the fact that God does not directly quote Sarah at all. It, it's a decent rewording of what happened, but it's not for someone that we expect to be um, honest with us, for to be the beacon of honesty, it kind of takes away what she's saying, right? So she says... Now that I am withered, am I to have enjoyment with my husband so old? And God says, why did Sarah laugh saying, shall I in truth bear a child old as I am? What are the differences in what's being said? We can kind of, I think the similarities are kind of obvious there. I just want to highlight the differences because this is what the commentaries are going to get into. He's bearing Abraham's feelings. He's not saying you're old. He's saying she's saying that she's old. Yeah, she's saying she's less focused on her on the fact that she's past her childbearing year years, and she's more focused on the fact that Avraham is old. Was that a? Um, any other thoughts? So one idea, by the way, behind this that we'll look at is this idea that it's sparing Avraham's feelings. But at that time, he's, his name is not Avraham. It's Avram. It, it is Avraham. He's Avraham and she's Sarah. So... Yeah, but that was last week's... That was this morning's Parsha. We already start this Parsha with their names having been changed. Um, so other, yeah. Oh, is that, a, no, not a hand. Okay. Is that a hand? Okay, great. Is he suggesting having fun with marital relations? God is saying having a child. That's another potential idea is that the, um, and I don't remember that any of the commentaries get into it. Um, wouldn't shock me that they don't necessarily want to talk about that, although sometimes they do. Um, but one idea um, that Jerry mentioned is this idea that maybe she's more focused on the marital relations aspect and God is more focused on the childbirth aspect. Um, yes. Another great question that um, we also are not... I don't think going to necessarily touch on, but it's a great question to at least bring up is why is God not talking to Sarah directly? Um, we're not going to see, as far as I'm aware, God never, the, the only answer I could give you is that as far as I'm aware, God never really talks to Sarah directly. Yeah. I'm not really aware. I'm, 
don't quote me on this because I'm not certain of what I'm about to say, but I'm not aware in Torah of God talking directly to any woman. Um, me, no way. Hagar. Hagar, yeah, Hagar is a good one, which actually happened last Parsha, and Chava, and that's, but none of the matriarchs have a, um, have a verbal relationship with God that is in text. Um, doesn't mean that the rabbis don't look into that at all, um, but that might be one reason why is, um, there are plenty of other potential reasons as well. Uh, Quick yeah. observation. Um, yeah, AJ, and then we'll go ahead. Um, I can, I can wait. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, AJ. Um, just if you think about it, they, Sarah is represented as a seer. It's like she's the visual person. Abraham listens and speaks. So he's more the aural person. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's almost a, it's a pretty accurate translation of what it's saying. It, it's very clear that what the Torah is saying is that she has passed whatever fertile window she had, or what would be expected at least. Because clearly we know the story, she's going to have a kid, regardless of the fact that she's way past. Well, the age really is the secondary, I mean, age really doesn't matter, I mean, we have Know that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sir, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, it's going to imply the miraculousness of what we're about to see. Yeah, this idea that she hasn't had a period implies some sort of miraculousness to this birth and also implies a realism to what she's saying, right? We're not really the commentators are going to go all up um, all over the place with how, how could she question God, all of that. She's asking a realistic question. How, how am I supposed to be able to have a kid when it doesn't seem, when all the biological markers are saying I shouldn't be able to, it's not, it's not a ridiculous question. And the commentators sometimes lose sight of that. Um, I want to move on and look at a couple of these commentaries that are going to look at explanations of what happens um, because we're going to see that what happens here seems to set Sarah up for her response um, to this whole um, situation. So the first one comes from Ramban, who's a Spanish commentator, um, I think 1300s, um, He's commenting on, um, God, uh, this is all on what God is saying that she said, even though um, it's not really quite what she said. And all these commentaries are going to look at that. So I being old is God's rephrasing. Um, this is an explanation of Sarah's words after I am waxed old. Dif different translation, same um, idea as to what she said. And God's words that Sarah had said, I being old, were true. But for the sake of peace, God did not reveal what she also said, namely, my Lord being old also. For if God were quoting Sarah, God should have said, I and my Lord are old, as Sarah had laughed concerning both of them. So what's, um, what's Ramban's explanation of the event? He agreed with me. He agreed with you, exactly. 
Wonderful. Um, more specifically, though? Um, that, like, age doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. It's just like what Sarah's saying, like, I'm getting older and I'm getting more wiser. And it's, it's basically part of life, you know? Like, you're, you're at a certain age, you're like 79, but you feel a little bit younger in your age. That, that, that's what Sarah's saying. Sarah, Sarah's saying, I'm not old. I'm young. I'm getting younger. Like, like, like with God, with God, the, the God like say, well, you're old. And she's saying, no, I'm young. The age does not matter. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure that yeah, I quite I read that. Said it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that it's a possible, I think it's a possible explanation for why she might be saying it, but I don't think it's what Ramban's saying. Right. Yeah. I don't see that anywhere in the text. I don't see that. So, yeah, I other know. thoughts? What, what's Ramban saying here? Do you want to just restate what you said even? He's just sparing Abraham's feelings. He's, he's sp so God, is, his explanation is that God is sparing Abraham's feelings. Um, he does add one thing that I want to mention is he's picking up on the fact that um, Sarah does say that she's old. She says, um, uh, She's saying both, I'm old and Avram's old. But what, gets, what we pick up on um, is specifically the fact that she uses different language, right? She's saying that she's, withered there's all these different commentaries on what she's exactly saying that her skin may not be quite as um might be more wrinkled now than it was before um but the word she doesn't directly refer to herself as old and at the same time she's calling herself old whereas with avraham she's saying he's old like verbatim so there's something different going on there so what's Ramban's proposed fix for why it is that God isn't being completely honest. Then. It, it, I, it's kind of what you were saying. It's this idea that she, he is trying to spare, God is trying to spare Sarah's feelings. Avram's feelings. Or Avram's feelings, sorry. Avram's uh, feelings. Yeah, yeah. So here's the open question to the group. How do you feel about using that as a uh, reason to be less than truthful. Well, it's a legitimate... Whether, whether she mentioned Abraham as being old, that's not the issue. The issue is how is this woman that bird going to have a child? That's the... I mean, I, I think that's a larger... This idea of um, God is still picking up on the fact that she's saying, how am I possibly going to have this child? Yes, that's a big... That is a separate conversation that we could also get into. Interesting. You can take something from a text. It's good. So we're trying to take even more from the text. Right, right. So I, I get that. And I, I hear this idea that it is important to talk about the fact that Sarah is saying is focusing on how miraculous this would have to be. And I think that's part of what the text is getting at. But I do also want to focus on the fact that God is not quoting her directly. And the rabbis are picking up on that and wanting to answer this question of 
why would it be okay for God to not be honest? Especially given the fact that, and they're framing this, and I should have added this into the framing as well, that what happens after this incident is God asks to God's self, I know what I'm about to do in Sodom and Amorah. I should probably tell Avraham about this, right? Like God eventually questions God's self about honesty. So that puts this all the more, this honesty question all the more so into focus. David? Yeah. Yeah. I have another point to that. Great. So I want to refocus, hold that thought because we're going to go into the Talmud about this idea of trying to keep peace in the household. That's something that the Talmud is going to pick up on, um, Talmud coming before Ramban. But I do want to ask the general question of, does that feel like a good reason to not be completely honest? No. No? No, no, no I don't think Sparing so. a spouse's feelings does not feel like a good reason to be completely honest. I, I, I'm open to both sides of the argument. No, because when you're old, you know it. <laughs> when when you're old, you know it at, is one of the ideas that's being brought out here. So so it's not even like this would be sparing Avram. What if I hear what you're saying? You're saying it wouldn't really be sparing Avram's feelings. He knows that he's not twenty anymore. It, it's protecting him from knowing what she thinks about him. Is what I hear you saying. It doesn't. He may know that he's old. To your point, but it he it doesn't matter whether or not he knows that what she thinks about him also matters and she's not saying that in front of him and there might be a reason behind that great i I do want to move on because there's other things that i want to get into especially the talmud um what we have in front of us is from baba metzia um and it's commenting on the same verse it says it is written that sarah said and my lord is old and it is written um and the lord said to abraham why did sarah laugh saying uh, shall I certainly bear a child and I am old? This indica- indicates that the Holy One, blessed be God, did not repeat to Abraham that which Sarah actually said, that her husband is old. Why did God change the wording of her statement so that she was referring to herself? The school of Rabbi Yishmael taught, peace is of such great importance that even the Holy One, blessed be God, altered the truth for the sake of preserving peace. As it is stated, and Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, and my Lord is old. And it is written, and the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah <laughs> laugh, saying, Shall I certainly bear a child, and I am old? I so, <clears throat> what is the Talmud adding in here to Rambam's point? Yeah. yeah. I saw the same thing when I was reading it, and I actually agree with it my own experiences. Better to not be honest than to insult her. That's what that's what the Torah is saying. And you know, from my own little experience, I would, I would get up in the morning, see the receptionist where I used to work a couple years ago, and say, "Boy, you look tired." That was my honest opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the person was insulting. They think they look great. So, the Torah is right, and the commentator here is also very wrong. So, the, the, there's wisdom in not necessarily. If I hear what you're saying, it's not just this wisdom and not necessarily being honest, but it's more so of holding back opinions that aren't going to be helpful. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. I sort of almost regurgitating what I said before, but yeah, this part of obviously I, I agree with that it's referring to the Shalom Bayis part, but 
beyond that, I don't think it's a question that he's old and God shouldn't be questioning that Abraham is old. Uh, God is questioning only that she is too old to bear a child, even though obviously she feels she's too old. That's not a question that is of issue. This is it's a partial. He, he's not focused on the quote fact. He focused on the thought of fact that is actually going to be turned around and brought to the opposite. That, so, so there's both this yeah. focus on shalom bayit, yeah. and then there's also a focus on why, like. It's almost, it sounds like you're saying that God is almost concerned. Why does Sarah think that this can't happen? Knowing up to this point, all the things that has already happened for this couple that God has, that God is, comes through on God's word, essentially. So it's one thing early on in the Abraham Sarah story when they're Avram and Sarai for Avram to, to question God. God hasn't shown God's ability to follow through. But now that they've seen that God can follow through and that they're protected and whatnot, why, why question, why should Sarah question herself? Great. Um, yeah. Like, uh, Abraham, like Abraham, like, it's like, why, why can't, like, when I get this, I, okay, here we go. So I have a question. Yeah. Okay. If Abraham, if, if Abraham is like not telling the truth that, that he doesn't like, um, <laughs> um, so like, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, like Sarah, Sarah, Sarah wants to make a miracle into life. And Abraham is like, and, and she's the, and Abraham is like saying to him, um, that that he's like saying, oh, like, like I'm too old. No, no, uh, no. Like, that's like, that's like not she, what's like going she's on. Too, like, she's she's saying that she, she thinks that potentially that, both of them are too old. Too he's unaware. Yeah. He's unaware that any of this happened. Yeah, he, he's not like truthful. He's not being truthful. No, to, no, no. God is the one who's but, not being. But God's truthful. not being truthful to Abraham, and and everybody has to like follow. Yeah. Yeah. All I can say, I think I'm the only one qualified here to speak on this issue, but I'm sure that Sarah has told Abraham dozens of times that you're too old and a bunch of other things. <laughs> I'm not going there. Um, let's um, let's look at one other. I want to. I want. I want to close out um, so that we have enough time. Um, I want to close with two thoughts. Um, one of them is comes from Chizkuni, which actually AJ is going to focus on the question. I put this together earlier in the week and forgot that he also does go into this question of why, why question Sarah and not Abraham. Um, but it's also going to spell out more of what's going on here. Um, why is it that she um, ridiculed, laughed, etc.? So he's going to repeat something that um, was already repeated earlier up in, um, I believe, in uh, what we read this morning. If you were to ask why God did not rebuke Avraham when he entertained similar doubts, um, a couple like a chapter beforehand, the answer is that seeing Sarah is considered um, as on a lower spiritual level than her husband. I'm, this is Chizkuni saying this. This is not me saying this. Um, it's considered as clear that even if her doubts were criticized, her husband's doubts were deserving of a rebuke even more so, without the need for the Torah to spell this out. Um, and then Chizkuni then uses this parable um, that 
when a wise woman wishes to rebuke her daughter-in-law for something that both she and her daughter had been guilty of, she rebukes only her daughter instead, allowing her daughter-in-law to draw the necessary conclusions about her own behavior. In other words, if I want to get a message across, this happens oftentimes in group settings, that if someone did something in a group that was in, that was detrimental to the entire group, instead of singling the person out and saying, we don't mix milk and meat together as one example, or Shlomo, why did you mix milk and meat together? Instead, we, it will be a, hey guys, just a reminder, we don't mix milk and meat together. Yeah. Or calling out someone that can maybe take the heat and won't feel like they're being as criticized for it. Um, if God had rebuked Avraham in Sarah's presence, uh, Avraham would have felt ashamed. He therefore, God therefore did so in a direct, indirect manner, seeing that I am too old. According to Rashi, the Torah changed what Sarah had actually said out of concern for the harmony existing between Avraham and Sarah. We see the Shalom Bayit again. What Sarah had actually meant was, what good does it do for me to have been rejuvenated as long as my husband cannot be rejuvenated also? Um, in other words, she's actually not questioning um, where this goes. Is She's actually not questioning her own ability. She's questioning his ability is what Kizhuni is saying on this. But the bigger thing that... Um, that Hizkuni is saying is actually that the reason that this gets changed is because of something we saw in the earlier Parsha. God can't call out Avraham directly because for whatever reason, God doesn't think that Avraham can take it. But God thinks that Sarah can take it and can take the heat enough that um, maybe Avraham will also pick up on the fact that neither of them should be questioning God in this. Um, and that's where that's where I at least see Chizkuni going on this. Yeah, I see a couple of eager hands to let me, comment. Let me that. put a, a slightly different spin. Yeah, I would say that maybe he is um, castigating Abraham here. That originally in in last week's Torah portion, he was Abraham was um, a little bit um, wary, and so God explained to him, "No, I know you're old, but your descendants will be." like the stars in the sky. And then um, Sarah laughs. So he goes to, to Abraham and says, wait a second, I already told you last week that you were, you were gonna be a father to this great nation. Did you not convey this to Sarah? Why, yeah. didn't, you, why didn't you fill her in on the secret, you know? Why did you keep this a secret from her? It's so an interesting, he, maybe he's uh, yeah. castigating her. It, it's okay. an interesting read. See, as you're saying that, I still don't hear that as, Avram cast, or God castigating Sarah. So, but let me rephrase what I heard just so that everyone can hear. So this idea, is, if I understand correctly, is God has already told, reassured Avraham that he's going to have a kid after Avram questioned it not so long ago. And then Sarah laughs at hearing this. Um, Avraham doesn't. And so the question would be, to that the reason why God is coming to Abraham asking this question around why did Sarah laugh is there's a if I understand what you're saying there's a presumption that Abraham should have told Sarah that um this that God told Abraham they're going to have a kid is that what I hear yeah. you saying yeah. so then I would still read that as God castigating Abraham for not passing along the news exactly. it's not it's not really getting sarah in trouble at all exactly. regardless it's a way of calling out avram for his actions it's just a question of is she calling out avram for his actions 
last week in not or earlier today in not um, in questioning God, or is he or is God calling out Abraham for not sharing God's wonderful news with Sarah? Yeah, so it's a good it's a good question about how it turns out though that they're going to live for plenty of time to raise Yitzchak and screw him up plenty in the process. Um, but that's a whole different question. What I want to focus on though is um, I started this off. I named the um, source sheet "Divine Permission to Lie," and part of the reason I say that is because Sarah, I think, gets a glimpse of what happens in the interaction between Abraham and God regardless of whether or not Sarah is actually listening in on this. And I'm going to have to correct myself because it does seem in this moment like God responds to her, um, even though I said that God doesn't talk to her. I think that this is like one of the only times that it's unclear, um, but it certainly seems like that because the next second, we're going to skip a verse and verse uh, we read 10 through 13 and verse 15 Chapter um, 18 of Genesis says, Sarah lied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was frightened. Came the reply, you did laugh. So it seems like God responds. Do we know what the subject of the word Vayomer is? Is it Abraham or is it God? It is unclear, Um, which I think is why this translation says came the reply. It could be Abraham. It could be God. Um, What? It could be Sarah. Um, (laughs) Maybe, but, um, but regardless, what we see here is God being slightly less than truthful. And I, I want to say Sarah picking up on that and saying, maybe there is a situation in which it's okay to not be truthful. She may not be picking up on what the right situation is, but I think it's an important lesson for all of us. That's going to go completely in a different direction than what we were talking about which is that the, um, how we role model certain things is incredibly important with being, how we role model certain things is incredibly important with how we're in understanding how we are viewed, because it may not be the way that we think we are. God understands whatever the reason may be, why it is okay to not be truthful in this scenario or why it's okay to not be precise, precisely accurate with God's words. I don't know that Sarah does. Regardless of whether or not that's true, Sarah's picking up on the fact that God is not being completely truthful here. And it's an important thing to keep in mind that what we think we're role modeling may not always be what we're actually role modeling. Um, so completely different direction. Um, and uh, I hope we can all at least take that intentionality into this next week and be a little bit more intentional in all of our actions. Um, and also maybe um, work for Shalom Bais, whatever that may mean for all of us. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.